0: A lot of stories going on around the NBA today. It's almost as if the NBA waited. Lakers talk is tonight. Let's throw some trades in there. Uh, let's get some good games going on. By the way, I want to jinx this out there. All right, Curtis, I want to I stay professional. I'm a professional. Uh, Dallas up on the Mavs by 12 in the third quarter. I might be a big Mavs fan tonight. That could be the case. Um, okay, a couple things I want to get into. LeBron James? Becomes part owner of the Red Sox? The Boston Red Sox? This is big stuff right here. I want to play something from Brian Windhorse uh, earlier this morning talking about the significance of LeBron buying into the Red Sox.
1: This is a step in the LeBron's direction to being the front man for a professional sports ownership. Now, he has been in business with Fenway Sports Group for a decade now. He's owned 2% of Liverpool since 2011. And in that last decade, he has been focusing his off-court efforts for when he is after his career and he can go ahead and buy a team. Now, in today's day and age, when NBA teams are over $2 billion and many other professional sports teams are worth over $1 billion, you're going to need partners, even with all the money LeBron has made. Being a part of Fenway Sports Group, which now has over $7 billion in holdings, gives him the opportunity to potentially use these investors someday to buy a team, whether it's an NBA team, an
0: MLS team, a baseball team, a football team. But he's one step closer with this deal. LBJ making some power moves out there. You know, Curtis, uh, it's one thing for me to sit here and claim that LeBron should be MVP on the court, but the dude's making making some moves off the court. This isn't the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, okay? Actually, I don't, I don't call them Devil Rays anymore. Tampa Bay Rays. This isn't the Arizona Diamondbacks. This is the Boston Red Sox. This is as big as it gets in the sport of baseball from a franchise perspective. This is big time, Curtis.
1: I think I'm with uh, MT though. Could it have been any other team besides a team from Boston?
0: Okay, you want me to play this?
1: Let's
2: do it. Might as well. Because All right, this is. Uh, I-, I feel the same way. Uh,
0: this is from yesterday. Here's Michael Thompson talking about it. We are, we are discussing this in the pregame show.
2: I don't understand how this works. Okay, LeBron James is a Yankee fan. What's he doing buying part of the Red Sox? Oh God, and he's a he's a, a he's like a, a proud and and loud Yankee fan. Did you? That see would be it? like that would be like Larry Bird buying part of the Lakers. That doesn't make sense. Did you see the? on
0: twitter okay yeah he's in so many different jerseys everybody just kept posting they'll, they'll post him with a a cubby's hat they post him another oh. one wearing indians gear obviously
2: you know cleveland yeah and how did he how did Dodgers. he grow up not an indians fan <laughs> from playing from cleveland basically yeah, i don't know that's weird i don't know but that doesn't that makes sense why wouldn't he call the steinbrenners up and say can i buy a piece of the yankees mm.
0: like right, this is why michael um he's running a business when you're running a business everything else kind of moves over to the side. I mean, here's the reality. All these all these franchises, every one of these franchises, Michael does this in every pregame show. He talks about how, all right, the Minnesota Timberwolves, what year were they bought? What's their, where does Forbes put them as far as highest ranked, as far their net worth and everything else? That's all business. At the end of the day, Staples Center is, they're not opening uh, their doors just for the love of the game. They're also opening it because they know the amount of money and income that comes in. So LBJ... Part of the Red Sox, I'll say this, Curtis, I get what he's saying about the, and Twitter was killing it yesterday because they'd have him in a Yankees hat on. And then there was another one with him in Cleveland with the Indians. And I saw one with, <laughs> with the Miami Marlins, yeah, the, the Dodgers. And they these weren't even, you know, these were legit pictures of him, um, you know, just over the course of uh, over the years going to different games or whatever the case is.
1: Like Drake, who wears like a different uh, NBA jersey like Drake. every other week.
0: Yeah, like Drake. But I, I, I'll say this. I get it. Um it is the Red Sox. It is Boston, but the dudes making power moves. I tip my hat to him. It's pretty impressive what he's got going on. And he said this yesterday as well. Somebody asked him about the, you know, the partial ownership in the Red Sox. He said one of his life goals is to own an NBA team. Lakers tomorrow. They they play Charlotte. So they play the Charlotte Hornets. Um obviously the owner of the Charlotte Hornets is Michael Jordan. Um, you know, there's only a few players, a few, uh, a few athletes, let's put it that way. Um, only a few athletes that can do these, make these types of moves. Magic Johnson is a great example. Remember Magic meeting with LeBron to try and kind of bring him over to the Lakers? Well, part of the conversation was also after basketball. Magic's a great example of it. Shaq's a great example of it. Jordan's a great example of it. And I think LeBron James, even as a player, he's already showing that when he's done with his career, there's some big things coming from uh, from uh, from LeBron James. Okay, I want to continue here, the top NBA stories. So this I thought was interesting today. Actually, this was yesterday. LaMelo Ball. I don't think he's that excited to play... Um, I don't think he's that excited to play the uh, <laughs> to play LeBron James for the first time. Do we have this, by the way, Curtis?
1: Yeah, we we have a nice little mishmash here of him saying it. we actually have a, a reaction from this a was very this team.
0: was with Dave McMenamin as well. Why don't you play it on your side? I don't think I have it here. Play it on your side if you see it there. See it there or no? Okay, uh, this is Lamelo Ball being asked about playing LeBron for the first time. Lakers taking on Charlotte tomorrow. Here's his response.
2: Will you feel any sort of way sharing the court with LeBron this week? No, I mean, nah. I mean, I grew up a little different. I really, really on basketball like that, so nah, not really. But, I mean, it'd be cool.
3: I don't even know quite what that means, Robert. Really? <laughs> I mean, if anyone grew up on basketball, it was Lamelo Ball, right? I mean, he was like family trained <laughs> in basketball, so nice. which, to his dad's credit, made the guys, the kids, so good. I mean, I that's
2: when you talk about kids who hey, and slip basketball. Those three guys. That's all they did. They knew. He knew exactly. Man, come on, man. That's a so uh, Really.
0: All right. That's uh, Robert Ori on the jump earlier today. So Dave McMenamin asked the question. You excited to play LeBron for the first time? Lamelo's like, Nah, I wasn't really into that. He did say, Look, he went on and talked about how um, for Lonzo that was his idol. Lonzo's idol was LeBron. LaMelo actually said his dad, LeVar Ball, that was his idol. And he wasn't really paying attention specifically to athletes. He was just playing the game of basketball and enjoying the game. Um, but I, I agree with Robert Ori. Couldn't you just kind of dance around that a little bit? Couldn't you just have said, yeah, you but know Lamar's
1: what? is better than MJ. This is even better. <laughs>
0: uh, this is uh, this is one of those things where, you know, you, you would just, LaMelo, couldn't you say, yeah, you're sort of excited to play LeBron? I'll tell you this. I'm excited to see LaMelo Ball tomorrow. Uh, I'm excited to see the Lakers take on the Hornets, and I was looking at some of the scores. So I already knew, you know, coming into tonight that there was a game going on for the Hornets. So before they play the Lakers, you know, how many times I want? I'm always I almost say Bobcats every single time now. It's for some reason it's still in my head. Um, the I still uh, say Pelicans. sometimes. The, the Hornets the Hornets have a game or had a game against Denver. I think that game is done. Uh, yeah, that game is done, 129 to 104. So, Hornets will be coming in tomorrow against the Lakers, back to back, flying in from Denver late tonight, and uh, got blown out by 25 points against the Denver Nuggets. So, that obviously plays to the Lakers' hand right there. Okay, another NBA story I got to get into Trevor Ariza, traded um, to the Miami Heat. PJ Tucker, traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. So, you could take those players off the list for the Los Angeles Lakers. So if you thought those were 3 and D guys, destinations, good destinations potentially for the Lakers, take them off the list. They're both gone. They're both going to the Eastern Conference, kind of like these East teams. You know, not enough conversation about what the Eastern Conference is doing. And what's happening right now is teams like Miami and teams like Milwaukee, those are perfect examples. Everybody is trying to chase the Brooklyn Nets. Who, by the way, now are tied for the best record in the Eastern Conference with the Philadelphia 76ers, with Philly losing tonight. They lost earlier today. They lost actually to Milwaukee in overtime. And I don't really pay too much attention to those games because Joel Embiid is not in the lineup. Um, but take those two players off the list. So if the Lakers, every one of these buyout or every one of these guys like the Marcus Aldridge and Andre Drummond, this is gonna be a good conversation I'm gonna have with Mark Medina coming up at 8 30. Every one of these conversations about those types of players, those teams want to trade those players, but it depends on how big the contract is. Trevor Ariza, P.J. Tucker, reasonable contracts. They were able to get some type of assets for them. Um, but as far as these next couple of players for the Lakers, that's probably going to be a little bit tougher um, because of how big those contracts are. Could play into the favor of the Lakers because the hope is, is that they end out in a buyout. Um, okay, the last story that I want to get into, NBA stories. You see who's uh, playing Pat? Okay, first of all, there is this Lakers series, HBO Lakers series coming up, kind of highlighting um, the Showtime era. Have you seen this, Curtis? I'm all in on this I one, by the way. remember we
1: were talking about them this was a while this back. like a year ago.
0: Yeah, this was before COVID. So did, did, did you see who's going to play Pat Riley?
1: No, I didn't see any of Adrian
0: Brody. If you remember him from The Pianist. Um, oh, that would be interesting. Just a, a fantastic movie. That was a fa- uh, fantastic movie. But he's going to play um, Pat Riley. We know that John C. Riley is going to be Jerry Buss. Jason Clark will be Jerry West. Quincy Isaiah will play Magic Johnson. Solomon Hughes as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, who else we got here?
1: Is anyone playing Michael Thompson?
0: Hadley Robinson as Jeannie Buss. Um, no, but I'm in, I'm going to definitely ask Michael tomorrow. I'll ask him... I wonder if Michael has to give the... Michael will explain it to where he has to give the thumbs up for whoever's casting this thing of who's going to play him. That's the kind of power Michael Thompson has. That's
1: something you should ask him. Who who should play him tomorrow?
0: That's exactly what I'll ask I'll ask him that tomorrow, but this is going to be a great series, by the way. Just think about this. You know, they do these documentaries, and we all watched The Last Dance, how great that was. That 1980, that, that Showtime era, that's arguably the best era Of basketball, and they're going to do some kind of a remake here. I mean, um, and have, you know, real legit actors, and it's a series on HBO. You know, HBO is going to put some good money into it. I cannot wait for that. So that's what we got uh, uh, for our top NBA stories. Let's do this when we come back. Trevor Ariza, PJ Tucker, both off the board. Laker fans. Do the Lakers need to make a trade before the trade deadline? Is it vital that they add another piece? Before it's all said and done, before the dust settles, uh, how important is it? Would you shop guys like Kyle Kuzma or Alex Caruso or Talon Horton Tucker, some of these young players that you have, to try and go all in right now? 877-710-ESPN. Uh, give us a shout. You could also hit me on Twitter, at Alan Sliwa, and we'll keep that conversation going. Mark Medina, uh, by the way, is coming up at 8.30 from uh, USA Today. Uh, quick shout-out. Thank you to Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and coupons today. They're uh, a sponsor of this show. We greatly appreciate them being a part of the show. Um, I'll explain it and I'll explain it again. If you need to get an oil change, let me help make your life a little bit easier. Go to SoCalOilChange.com. Just click. It's going to say right there. Uh, put put in your zip code. Once you put in your zip code, it's going to pop up all these locations that are nearby. You could print coupons off the uh, website or text the. Um, the coupons right over to you, you get in there about 15 minutes, you're out of there, you get your oil change done. Um, Valvoline instant oil change,
2: socaloilchange.com. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups and sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or just skip it entirely lame if you just stay at la quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location now you can wake up and power your buys and tries the right way or de-stress with some cardio the choice is yours tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com all right good work there
0: curtis play me some reggae to kind of bring me down a little bit you know i was uh, a lot of energy that first hour and a half almost hour and a half um Mark Medina coming up here at uh, at 8 30 looking forward to that conversation that will focus on the Lakers also focus on the NBA kind of look at things from um what just happened today with the trades what players are left what do you think the Lakers are going to do in that buyout market um and some of these players if they're going to end up in the buyout market if you want to be a part of the show eight seven 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 ten espn let me take a quick call here Steve and La Habra Steve what's going on thank you for calling in
3: hey what's up buddy you know uh King James doesn't need motivation to get pumped up for any game, but what LaMelo said and did and pretty much disrespected him, um, he's going to get posterized. He's going to pay for what he did. I can't wait until LeBron is, you know, like at the top of the key and that kid, that scrawny little kid, tries to guard (laughs) that grown man. Uh, He's going to blow right by him, blow right over him, or even better yet, if he's standing anywhere near the rim and LeBron's coming down, he's going to slam it right into his face, and it's going to be a poster. It'll be the greatest poster ever. Well, Steve, you know? Steve,
0: here's the funny thing. I don't think it was intentional, but it came off as – that's why I was saying, LaMelo, couldn't you just have said, oh, of course I'm looking forward to it. LeBron's one of the best players to ever play the game. Love the competition. I mean, he could have said anything other than, no, nah, I'm not really looking forward to playing against him.
3: You know, you could say he's a young kid. You know, Kobe was a young kid. Magic Johnson at his age – was MVP of the NBA Finals. So, you know, you can't blame it on him being a young kid. His father, if his father knew how to really coach up his children mentally um, instead of, you know, stealing stuff in China, uh, they would um, have, he would have known what to say. I appreciate took pre- after his father.
0: Appreciate you calling in. Thank you, Steve. Um, I, I, I don't agree with all that. I, I think actually, you know, Lonzo Ball was, um, I enjoyed watching Lonzo play the game of basketball. I really did lamello is having a fantastic rookie season dudes averaging 16 points a game almost 16 points a game with six rebounds and six assists they play the game the right way they're not selfish um are individuals going to make mistakes they are but I think uh I think those three boys and you know jello we don't see as often just because he's not in the NBA I think they've walked into the league and they've had their impact and um, and I'm looking forward to see uh, the Lakers play LaMelo tomorrow. The, the, the thing that I was agreeing with with Steve early in the conversation was there might be someone like LeBron James or some of these other Laker players that might take what LaMelo said and say, come on now. I mean, I'm talking about LeBron James here, you should be looking forward to playing against him or at least uh, dance around that question a little bit. But the reality is, I don't think Lamelo means any disrespect. I mean, you just watch him play and his style of basketball and the way he kind of holds himself, and you hear a lot of these Charlotte, uh, a lot of these Charlotte Hornets players. There's a there's a joy to the game that he brings. So I, I don't think there's anything more than that. Um, okay, so this was uh, this was one of the things that I wanted to hit on. Should the Lakers make a trade to improve the roster? Should they make a trade? I was actually starting to get in this conversation, and then uh, we got close enough. I took a couple calls on Kuzma, and then we ended up with Markeith Morris. So I'm going to go back to this for a quick second. Um, I don't know how the next week and a half is going to lay out here. So March 25th is the trade deadline. That's when, uh, you know, obviously all the trades end. And there's some significant pieces still left out there. Two of them are off the board, Trevor Ariza, P.J. Tucker. In a lot of these um, shows that I do, those two names have actually come up quite a bit for um, for the Lakers. So I hear Laker fans say, wouldn't Trevor Reza be a good fit? Wouldn't P.J. Tucker be a good fit? And I'm I'm a fan of the 3 and D player. I, I've talked about this, that you know, there's two areas that the Lakers need to address. One of those areas would be a rim protector, and Damian Jones is trying to do everything he can to play that role. Um, and then the other role was, can we get a, a, a 3 and D guy, somebody that – you know, is bigger than some of these other guards that the Lakers have, and can guard a couple different positions. Um, at the same time, can be a knockdown three point shooter and can lock down some some players on the defensive side. PJ Tucker and Trevor Ariza are now both off the uh, off the board. So, when I bring up the conversation of, would you trade you know one of these young players or a couple of these young players, Kyle Kuzma or Talon Horan Tucker, to try and improve your roster? for this championship run. I go back to last season because I think the Lakers were in a similar position last season. You know, you're all in trying to win a championship right now. There is no there's no other way to put it. I don't know how many chances the Lakers are going to have with LeBron James uh, moving forward. Some might say, hey, you know what, look at him. Look what he's doing at age 36. They got two, three, four more years where they're going to have a chance to win an NBA championship. I don't have that answer. Last season, I was talking about how You got to go all in right now. You just have to. You got to go all in because if you go all in right now and you end up winning a championship with LeBron James, this might be your best chance to win it. Every year, I think you got to kind of treat it that way. You just just don't know what's going to happen. And it's not like LeBron's 28, he's 36. So every single season, I feel like you got to take your chips and you got to put them all in the center. And I don't think this year is any different. Competition, I could go down the list, is tougher. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets are real deal. That East Coast team out in in uh, in New York, obviously the Brooklyn Nets. That is a real deal team that's got a shot at winning an NBA championship. You didn't have a team that good last season, okay? And teams are trying to improve themselves. Milwaukee went and got PJ Tucker. Trevor Ariza is going to the Miami Heat. Teams are understand that you gotta you gotta go all in right now, or you're gonna be left behind. So with all that being said, this is what I think is going to happen what I think is going to happen, I don't think it's going to be that much different than last season, where the Lakers won't make a trade. I think guys like Kuzma and Talon Horn Tucker and Alex Caruso, no, I think these guys are all going to stay on this roster. And I think the Lakers will try to take advantage of the buyout market. And I think they're going to try to keep all their assets at that. By the way, it's one thing to have an asset. It's another thing to have an asset that's actually contributing right now. How good have Kuzma and THT been these last couple of weeks for the Lakers? I think the Lakers will try to take advantage of that buyout market. And we're going to have to just kind of wait and see how things pan out. But I don't expect the Lakers to go out and make some type of a trade. I don't. I expect the Lakers um, to be patient. You know, I'll never forget what Brian Windhorst said a couple weeks ago. Windhorst, who I love having on the show, said that um, they're going to probably be patient and they should be patient and they're going to try to make a case if there's a big man out there Andre Drummond uh, some of these other guys we'll see who eventually ends up that that's available Um, they'll try to make a case and obviously they have a good case to make so we'll see how things play out from that front Um, okay Mark Medina USA Today covers the NBA for USA Today. He's coming up next. We'll continue that conversation. We'll talk. You know, I I love having NBA guys on, too, because then I could kind of go all around the NBA and ask about some of these trades that have gone down and what uh, Mark Medina thinks about some of these guys that are available in the buyout market. Stay right here. Lakers Talk, 710 ESPN. I'm Alan Sleba. All right. Is your vehicle due for service? Head into your neighborhood, Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change. Always appreciate their partnership. We got great partners on Lakerstock. I'll tell you that. And Valvoline um, has been very consistent with us, so we greatly appreciate it. Uh, And they can help you. For over 30 years, Valvoline has provided quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people just like you. This is the great thing. Um, You do not have to get out of your car to go get your oil change. At Valvoline, you stay in your car, you stay safe, while the expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance. I go on uh, SoCalOilChange.com, put in your information, find out where you know the locations are, find the closest one to you. print out coupons or you could text the coupons too. They always got great specials going on. So you really, really could take advantage of some of the specials and you need to get your car serviced. It's a perfect win-win. Oil changes, tire rotations, transmission care, and more. Just pull up. Try that one more time. Just pull up. Drive in and drive out in about 15 minutes. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons
2: off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Are you tired of uncomfortable, stuffy clothing when you're on the move? Task Performance is here to revolutionize your active lifestyle. Crafted with their innovative organic cotton and bamboo fabric blend, Task Performance's Carrollton Collection is Task's all-time most popular active wear. Task Carrollton Collection is breathable, moisture-wicking, and provides USPF 50-plus sun protection, keeping you fresh, cool, and comfortable all day long. TASK has harnessed the natural performance qualities of bamboo to deliver amazingly soft and durable apparel produced in an ethical and sustainable manner. Whether you're hitting the gym or on the trail, the golf course, traveling, the office, or just around town... Task Carrollton Collection will help you feel better, move better, and live better. Available in dozens of colors. See what better looks like at TASKPerformance.com. Use code SPORTS to get 20% off. That's code SPORTS at TASCPerformance.com. TASK, creating the most comfortable performance apparel on the planet. All right,
0: welcome back to Lakers Talk. I want to welcome in Mark Medina, covers the NBA, NBA writer for USA Today, taking some time to join Lakers Talk. Uh, what's going on, Mark? Thank you for doing this, man. How are you doing?
4: hey always good to hear your voice all you know hanging in there all things considered just trying to make the best of it and uh fingers crossed that uh we'll be able to go to arenas again with fans
0: yeah you know i think that that kind of i i talked about this a little bit earlier in the show went to a coffee shop today i sat inside actually had my laptop out i mean this is i feel like we're i feel like we're moving in the right direction let's just put it that way
4: yeah, I mean, knock on wood, uh, you know, it's varied state to state uh, and in California. But hopefully uh, everyone that k- wants to get vaccinated can sooner rather than later. And then, you know, we can start getting back to normal here.
0: Well, Mark, I, I, you know, one of the things and one of the reasons why I appreciate having someone like you on, you're covering the entire NBA. And I, I know there's so much of the conversation a lot of times here. Uh, specifically on this show. We're focusing on the Western Conference. Two moves happened today. Uh, Trevor Ariza ends up with the Miami Heat, and P.J. Tucker is going to the Milwaukee Bucks. Just want to get your thoughts, because those were two names that were being thrown around. Hey, could these potentially be landing spots for the Lakers in the buyout market? Both of those guys are gone. Uh, What do those two moves mean for the Eastern Conference? What do you think?
3: Yeah,
4: well, I think... uh, think P.J. Tucker's move is more significant in the sense that he's going now to a team that is in the conversation among the Eastern Conference contenders with the Milwaukee Bucks. I guess you never rule out the Miami Heat, but it it seems like when you're, you know, if I had to at least rank the teams, I wouldn't put the Heat as much in the conversation, but mathematically they have a chance. But I think as it pertains to the Lakers, before these deals went down, I I didn't think it was realistic for the Lakers to get P.J. Tucker. It seemed like the Rockets would have a good chance to trade him because, A, they're a losing team, the writing on the wall was there that P.J. Tucker was going to leave, partly because the Rockets didn't give him an extension dating back to last year, where I think with the Thunder, they certainly had the hopes to trade Trevor Reza, but there may have been a point that they would have, have had to negotiate a buyout with him, and then as a result, uh, it would have been more realistic for the Lakers to pick him up, because if the Lakers are going to make any move, it's, it's not going to be a trade. I mean, they're they obviously have their their core together, but even you know some of the guys like you know Taylon Horton, Tucker, or Alex Caruso. Like I just don't see why the Lakers would trade those guys just to upgrade the roster because they're better off staying put. So if the Lakers are able to upgrade, it, it will be in the bio market on the fringes. So with Trevor, he would have been a great candidate to upgrade the three point shooting, give some or defense, and he is familiar face with the Lakers, but, you know, there, there's still uh, some opportunities here to, to improve on the fringes.
0: Mark Medina, NBA writer for USA Today, joining Lakers Talk. We're uh, talking about um, a couple of trades that went down today. And, Mark, I'll stay on this for a quick second. Some of these other guys that you've heard their name, Andre Drummond, LaMarcus Aldridge, DeMarcus Cousins. Um, what, what do you think some of these players that are kind of being floated out there, March 25th is a trade deadline, um, how do you think things go for a couple of these guys, and do you think there's uh, a realistic opportunity for the Lakers to try and uh, improve based upon any of these players that I mentioned?
4: Yeah, I would. Uh, I don't want to say that uh, DeMarcus Cousins' NBA career is over, but I think the Lakers should cross him off the list. Uh, they liked having him around. I mean, he he didn't cause any problems there. I know with, when he was with the Warriors, it was the same deal, but yeah, you know, just to be quite frank, I mean, he's not the same player that he once was, and he's not really a great defender. So, you know, he has evolved his game where he can be a little bit of a stretch five with shooting, shooting outside, but he's also kind of a lumbering big man. Um, so I think that they should narrow their focus on the markets, Aldridge, and Andre Drummond. But again, I think like with these deals, that went down involving P.J. Tucker and Trevor Reza, it's going to be on the whims of them being available on the bio market. I mean, it goes without saying, the Spurs want to trade uh, LaMarcus Alders. The Cleveland Cavaliers want to trade Andre Drummond because that means they're getting assets in return. I don't think that's going to happen for either of those guys because their salary number's too high in the, in the mid-20 million range. Um, and so I think... They will be available, and then it will be a matter of looking at each player and those guys having an honest conversation of what is their priority? Are those guys looking to follow the Blake Griffin route where he's willing to be a role player on a team of all stars because he wants to win a championship? Or are they looking to still have their kind of role where they're getting a lot of points, they can maintain the same level of salary? Uh, because the only way that that fit would happen is if they are on, you know, the Blake Griffin route. And I don't. I, if I had to guess, I think Andre Drummond's probably more amenable to that than Lamarcus Aldridge. But you also never know until they actually have to make that decision.
0: Seems uh, it seems fascinating. You know, this next week and a half or so, where I'm not saying that you know these players are. Uh, top five in the NBA but they could if they land on the right team it could be not a decisive factor but a big factor of how um, you know obviously the rest of the season goes I know out here in Los Angeles a lot of a lot of Laker fans are are keeping a close eye on Andre Drummond we'll see how things kind of end up um, on that front Uh, staying with the Lakers for a quick second I got some NBA questions for you but let me stay with the Lakers for a quick second so here they are um, they've played I think uh, AD has missed about 40% of the game so far this year. Marcus All, Alex Caruso continue to be out. Health and safety protocols and then a a concussion for, um, mild concussion for Alex Caruso. How do you think they're faring with um, some of these injuries, players in and out of the lineup? Dennis Schroeder missed some games. What, What do you think so far of how the Lakers are looking as we start the second half of the season?
4: Yeah, it hasn't been the most ideal, but I think comparatively speaking, the Lakers have been able to absorb those absences a lot better than when Anthony Davis first went down. I mean, at the end of the day, the Lakers' title fortunes aren't going to be what they do in the buyout market. It's going to be how healthy is Anthony Davis and how healthy LeBron James can still sustain itself. So I think right now it's it's two things. It's about holding the fort down, trying to get whatever wins you can, Uh, without taxing LeBron James too much and then hoping that their conservative plan with Anthony Davis can pay off because there is a scenario here that he winds up coming back and I don't want to say it's a blessing in disguise because injuries are never a great thing but it may have wound up allowing him not just to heal from this specific injury but also just to kind of hit the recharge button from a very quick turnaround from last season's championship run into the bubble and the name of the game for the playoffs, whether it's an unconventional season like now or a normal season, it's all about being at your best when that starts and also being the most healthy. So if that happens, uh, it's still going to be the Lakers and the rest of the field. But I think they also have to respect uh, the different opponents. Uh, you know, I think the Utah Jazz are the real deal. Um, and then when you're looking at the Eastern Conference, uh, I mean the Brooklyn Nets uh, have done a lot of good things and have – you know, really exceeded my expectations in terms of how well James Harden and Kyrie Irving have been able to fit well together, and they've been able to do that without Kevin Durant. You know, maybe a little bit of that has allowed them to camouflage any awkward uh, tension or dynamics they have to figure out with those three stars because they've only played a combined seven games. But I think that, to James Harden's credit, he's come in, with the right attitude after having, frankly, a really bad attitude to get himself out of Houston. So I think those two teams could threaten the Lakers, but again, if Anthony Davis comes back you know the way he was before the injury, uh, I still give the, the odds to the Lakers to defend their title.
0: Mark Medina, NBA writer for USA Today, joining Lakers Talk. Um, Mark, in the Eastern Conference, you mentioned Brooklyn. Who else do you think kind of stacks up in the East? Yeah, I I find the East very interesting. I really do. I, I think – you know, I know Joel Embiid's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Milwaukee's playing some really good basketball right now. Um, even Miami, who at one point was struggling, have won, I think, nine of their last ten games, five in a row. So you, you got a few teams all of a sudden playing well. Um, if you're trying to determine the top two teams in the Eastern Conference – is it Philly and Brooklyn and that's it? Or or do you think Brook or do you think Miami, do you think uh Milwaukee, they'll be in, in that conversation one way or the other, or you know what, they haven't proved it, at least the Milwaukee Bucks haven't. They've had the best record in the NBA two years in a row but haven't proved it in the playoffs.
3: Yeah,
4: I, I've had the Nets at number one and then I think every everyone else is up for grabs. Um, you know, I think Philly's been more consistent, but they're gonna have to see can they continue to to weather Embiid's absence, uh, I think the Bucks. you know, they're upgrading their roster. They've been on a little bit of a tear, uh, you know, than before. The Heat, their issues at the beginning of the season more had to do with injuries and just game postponements, and now they're back to what they normally were. And so I think with that, the, the team that has fallen off the most have been the Boston Celtics. So they've been a disappointment. You know, part of it has been Kemba Walker hasn't been the same player. Marcus Smart was out for a period of time, but it just really seems that, you know, the urgency for them to upgrade their roster is pretty pronounced because I don't think, you know, them relying just on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and their brilliance is enough to really make it run. They need to have a definitive third star. And maybe that just, you know, points to having a healthy Kemba Walker and Marcus Smart, but so far during the season, uh, they haven't been able to show they can do that. Um, So, yeah, it's, it's, I think, a lot more wide open in the East than the West, where in the West, uh, I still think it's the Jazz and the Lakers. You, you give some credit to the Suns and the Clippers, but I still think there's some separation there. And then after that, I think you can make a case from 5 to 11 that you can rearrange the order hmm. however you want, and I think that's going to fluctuate based off of just performances on a night-in, night-out basis, you know, health uh, the protocols and just the unpredictability of the of the schedule there, so it's 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 a weird one for sure.
0: So, Mark, still not sold on the Clippers being the second best team in the Western Conference or the team that gives the Lakers the biggest threat in the West?
4: I would say right now it's Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Clippers have what it takes. I don't think that they should make a move to upgrade their roster because part of their struggles last year how to do with lack of continuity. They they are best with what they have, and they have enough, but I think it's almost been similar to last year where they've shown that sometimes there's an attitude change, sometimes they benefited from more practice time, sometimes they benefited from having a new voice in Ty Liu. but often, a lot of times they've often gone back to bad habits of bad fourth-quarter play, Kawhi and, PG, and Paul George not playing up to their potential, and them being their worst own worst enemies. So until they string along a lot of consistency, I'm kind of in a, a wait-and-see mode with them.
0: Mark, uh, final one I got for you, and I appreciate you taking the time. Mark Medina, NBA writer for USA Today, joining Lakers Talk. You mentioned something early on I thought was interesting. We were talking about uh, some of the players potentially if the Lakers went out and tried to go make some type of move, and you said you don't think it makes sense for the Lakers to go out and try to shop a guy like Caruso or Talon Horn Tucker, or something along those lines. What have you thought of the Lakers' role players, some of their bench players? They're certainly getting a lot of opportunities now, especially with Anthony Davis out, but think of the Lakers offseason acquisitions they made think of some of these younger players that are getting some opportunities how do you think these uh the the rest of this team has stacked up after the losses of okay danny green dwight howard javel go down the list of all those laker players that were here and this is you can say yes some role players still exist but there are obviously a lot of new ones as well
4: yeah i think i think individually if I'm looking at the depth chart, I like this year's Lakers team better than last year's Lakers team. But I think because of the injuries, that exposed that they didn't have the same amount of rim protection. So I think, you know, guys like Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee certainly would have come in handy if there was an Anthony Davis injury. But I think just on paper, I like the fit more this year because there's a lot more offensive depth. There's a lot more youth. As far as the young guys, I mean, LeBron James said it best, that Taylor Horton Tucker has been the the guy that's shown the most growth. If they had to redo the draft, he would have been selected a lot higher. But uh, I think that there's also been other success stories. The fact that the Lakers struggled a lot with Dennis Schroeder out of the lineup, uh, which coincided with AD's absence, but it illustrated how important of a guy he has been. Uh, I think Montrose Harrell's been up and down. You know, there is a reason why uh, he has been out of the lineup at certain points in crunch time because he's just not the greatest defender, but he's also very valuable on the other end of the floor uh, with what he is uh, in the pick and roll and just his overall presence. So I think uh, those are the three main guys. I- I've been disappointed with Marcus Um I-, I thought that – I didn't think that he was going to be the Marcus Saul that – was an all-star with the memphis grizzlies but i thought that he would have been a lot more serviceable and i know that obviously he's apt he's absent now because of the health and safety protocols but even when he was in the lineup he just didn't have the same caliber impact that i was expecting but i think by and large uh i like what they've done but unfortunately they for them they hit a rough patch with some of these injuries
0: Mark, uh, always appreciate your insight. Thank you for taking some uh, taking some time to join the show, and uh, hope we could connect soon uh, as we get closer to the playoffs. All right, man. All right, sounds good. Be well. All right, that's uh, Mark Medina, USA Today. Uh, we hit a little bit on everything. I, I I like those conversations about the NBA specifically, and uh, you know certainly for the Lakers. Yes, they're one of the favorites, but there's some other teams making some moves right now as well. Pack your victory dance and go all in on fun at Harris Resort SoCal from dining to unwinding. Um, Fun is a sure bet at the best resort in Funner, California. Are you game for a getaway? Uh, Take that trip. You've been waiting to take a trip. You don't want to get on a plane or anything like that. Harris Resort SoCal. Start planning your trip by visiting harrissocal.com. Thank you to their partnership. Um, When we come back... Let's uh let's give our final thoughts. Um, Alex Caruso, Marcus All, both no go again tomorrow. We'll spend a little time. We do got a uh, couple updates from the NBA as far as scores go. I got an update on the Clippers game as well. We'll look at the NBA standings. So a, a lot still left to get into. Um, as we come back, stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on Seven Ten ESPN. All right, is your vehicle due for a service? Head into your neighborhood Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the fifteen minute drive through oil change. So. You got, that, uh, you got that light on that says, uh, Curtis, go work on your car. And what does Curtis do? Curtis says, I'm going to Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Took him about 15 minutes. For over 30 years, Valvoline has provided quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people just like you. No dragging the kids to a dirty waiting room at Valvoline. You stay in your car and you stay safe while the expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance. Um, just go on the website, socaloilchange.com. Take a look at different locations around Southern California that best suits you. Print out some of these coupons or text or email those coupons right to your phone so that you have them when you pull up to Valvoline. You don't get out of your car. You get an oil change done in about 15 minutes. You can do all that and take advantage of all the specials that they got on the the website. Oil changes, tire rotations, transmission care, and more. Just pull up. Drive in and drive out in about 15 minutes. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change.
1: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Yeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and gold!
2: The playmaking
1: splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All
0: right, a couple uh, quick things to plug here. So if you miss any part of Lakers Talk, ESPN app or on iTunes, grab all two hours of the show. Uh, just search Lakers Talk with Alan Sliwa, and it will come up. Um, we appreciate everybody that does that on as far as the uh, podcast goes. Just does uh, such a great job from a download perspective, so we always appreciate that. We had Mark Keith Morris on. Uh, I thought he had a lot of interesting things to say. He came on in the seven o'clock hour and talked about how um, just how important his role, how how much how important his role is to him as far as sacrificing and doing the right things for the team. Uh, how he loves the, the position that the Lakers are in right now to obviously try to go back-to-back and hit a little bit on Kuzma, LeBron for MVP. We hit on everything, so uh, you can go back and take a listen there. As soon as I'm done with this show, I am going to go do uh, Lakers talk on social. So ESPN Los Angeles, we'll do it on YouTube, on Twitter, on Twitch. Um, Curtis still uses MySpace, so we'll do MySpace as well. Whatever you need, Curtis, you just let us know and we are here for you. Uh, but we are, uh, we'll, we'll do the social show after this as well. So that's another thing to, to plug right there. So we got some scores around the NBA one game in particular that I have taken an interest in. Our Dallas Mavericks are up 102 to 89 on the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, if Clippers were to lose this game only a minute and a half left in the fourth quarter if Clippers lose this game, Lakers will have 13 losses Clippers will have 16 losses. so obviously um, a big advantage for the Lakers there if, uh, if Dallas can if our Dallas Mavericks can come through. This, uh, if Mavs win, I'm going Mavs talk till 10 o'clock. Okay. I'm breaking down the I'm doing a post game show for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, by the way, I did one of those. No joke. I did one of those after Denver beat the Clippers in game seven, like a 14 year old kid. I did one of those on YouTube. Um, okay. A couple other games of significance. Nets win again. Bucks beat the Sixers in overtime. Just kind of looking at the elite teams. Celtics lost. That's always a good thing when, uh, when they, when they get an L um, any other games here of significance? Nuggets beat the Hornets. So why is that one big? It's big because uh, Lakers got the Hornets tomorrow. So this is what uh, this is what Charlotte's got coming tomorrow. So they had to play in Denver tonight. So they're probably flying on their way now to Los Angeles. And they got a quick turnaround to come play back to back against the Lakers. That's going to be a tough game for Charlotte. Lakers obviously get some rest. They had to win yesterday against Minnesota after back to back games. Um, you know they're going to have the um, the luxury of of playing at Staples Center. So there's a you know obviously a lot of good things for the Lakers in that game. Um, I'm looking forward to this matchup. I really am. Lamelo Ball. Um, and the Hornets have actually been playing pretty good basketball before this loss to the uh, Denver Nuggets. We know there's no Alex Caruso. We know there's no Marcus Um, But this is going to also be kind of a continued opportunity for some of these other players. And you guys know the players I'm talking about. Um, by the way, this coverage on ESPN LA 710 is brought to you by Santa Monica Lincoln, your Los Angeles Lincoln dealership for sales and service. Appreciate their partnership. Um It's big and the opportunities continue for Talon Horn Tucker, for Kyle Kuzma, for Markeith Morris, for Damian Jones. I mean, I didn't even get a chance tonight to do this. I wanted to hit more on THT and just some of this kid's potential. I put out a tweet yesterday. All I said was, how good is this guy going to be? You you just kind of start thinking about and start looking at what THT is going to be in two, three, four years from now. It's funny. I heard Kuzma Kuzma talking about THT yesterday. As if he's 54 years old, he's like, I think uh, you know, Tht has such a bright future. It's just funny to hear that because Kuz is only 25 years old. Um, but again, more opportunities for these Laker players. The bench has been fantastic, but you got to take advantage of these games. You know, Lakers are 3-0 since the All-Star break. Anthony Davis obviously hasn't been with the Lakers for a while. It's still going to be a little bit of time before he comes back. And when you play teams like Charlotte and you got Atlanta at Staples Center coming up on Saturday, you got to get those wins. Because there's still going to be those tough matchups that you're going to have, like at Phoenix on uh, on Sunday, and teams, you know, there, there are a lot of teams in the Western Conference that I'm sure are incredibly excited to see the Lakers lose. Right? They're not they're not worried about the Lakers um, losing some of these games, and they're going to try and take complete advantage of opportunities. Let's see if the Lakers can take advantage of that opportunity tomorrow. So, Lakers. Taking on the uh, Charlotte Hornets tomorrow. Tip-offs at 7.30. Pre-game show with myself and Michael is at 6. Um, and then as far as as uh, as far as, uh, the next show for me, uh, I'm going to do this social show here coming up in a couple of minutes. Thank you for being a part of the show. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN.